morning this Saturday, October, I almost forgot what day it is, October 26th, <coughs> excuse me, 2013, sitting here before the Lord, pondering why he has me hedged in, Van's not running, I'm looking at laundry that needs to be done, can't get to it, don't need a lot of groceries. Praise the Lord, he fills me up with his real food. And as I was pondering, <coughs> um, was prompted in a spirit by Almighty God, by our Father, to go into John, to start with John uh, 16, and read about the um, the Holy Spirit, the coming of the Holy Spirit, and what his responsibility is in us for all of us that believe in Jesus which according to secular dictionary Merriam-Webster to believe means to trust do we partially believe or do we fully believe to fully believe you're leaving all consequences and all actions to almighty God and there's no room for trust in our skills if everything truly comes from God which they do then there's nothing left for us to trust except in God himself that what he gives us to do he enables us to do in his time okay I don't fully know where that one came from that was awesome praise the Lord but uh, when I was pondering what the spirit um, how he will act in us looking at verse 13 <clears throat> but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth <clears throat> in other words he is our counselor he is our teacher as other scriptures back that up um, for he will not speak on his own initiative but whatever he hears he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come he will glorify me this is Jesus doing the talking for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you uh, jump back over to Matthew chapter 10 verses 27 where we are told God is telling us Jesus, Jesus is telling us whatever I speak to you in the dark go and speak it in the light whatever he whispers us and at night whatever he whispers us go shot from the housetop we should be the true prayer is not just interceding for others that's a blessing our intercessors intercession does count before God when we're doing it in his will if we're praying just for our fleshly needs to be met uh, apart from God's will to be done God may have a reason to go through something or God has the perfect way if we're not praying God's will be done in that brother or that sister's life or even the unsaved life then we're not praying in God's will we ourselves are not praying in God's will. We truly are not interceding. We're basically letting Satan intercede through us. To just 
ease their pain, relieve their comfort. That's not a God. God is not a God of um, fleshly comforts. Now, there are times that we will um, learn contentment through that and we will be at His peace. But true intercessory, Jesus is not praying to re- you necessarily to take us out. Our main intercessor will be and always will be Jesus Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father. Uh, his prayers are what the Lord will hear. But when we truly go into prayer, that's not all this. When we go in with our list, interceding for others and what their requests are, what their needs are, um, that's not the only prayer. When we just pick up our Bibles in the morning, when we're having our breakfast or whatever, or waiting to go out the door, and then and then at nighttime. Remember, Joshua was, was told, meditate on the, on this word, day, the morning and night. But then David, in one of the Psalms, says he meditated morning, night, in in the middle of the day, in noon, was lunchtime. So, but then over, and I believe it's Philippians, <coughs> I'm told the. Pray unceasingly. That means always going about as as we're doing the work. So there's no end. But when we're in the Bible, if we're not getting in the Bible, if we're letting, if you young people are letting your homework, and for men and women of God, if you're letting your jobs, now there will be times when work has to be taken home, and that's the type of work that you do. But it should never take away. If we are claiming we are doing the work of God and staying busy 24-7, got a little um, insight from God here. For those of us that desire to rightly divide His Word, we are not doing God's. We are not doing God's work. Whether we're doing Satan is the uh, false god of uh, busyness. He wants to keep us busy 24-7 and. His main tool for the religious, for the Pharisaical, and the Sadducees was always to keep them busy for God. Um, yeah, what God? Not the only true living God. We should be able to see in Scripture that even Jesus took time to sit before the Father. Even He rested. Even He slept in when He was in <coughs> um, His fleshly body. He's the only God that's put on flesh, laid down his deity, put on flesh. Now, he was still 100% God and 100%. Um, we are not God. We are not our own gods. Satan wants to bring us and make, deceive us into thinking that we can be our own gods. Um, we can control our own destinies, our own future. There is no truth in that. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have control. Any longer, I glad I submitted to it all. Never had it for. Satan lies to us in that he thinks that we can lead our own destinies, but he never lets us get there. He'll he'll bring us in little ways doing our own thing, only to reveal that he is the one who's been leading us out there, and he's leading us straight to hell. 
until Jesus stepped in his path out there and says, uh-uh, you, you crossed your boundary. Get back behind the line, boy. We don't know if God actually said that, actually. I'm just kind of using uh, inner city slang of it. But anyways, back to this one. So again, when we go into prayer, are we just going in there, interceding, and then reading a couple of scriptures in the Bible, and thinking that's that God spoke? God has ways. Psalm 88 is a big one where God will put us into a place of isolation. If we have not, no friends will be around. Nothing. Well, those things that, those tools that we actually need to complete God's work. Could be a donkey for traveling long distance. A horse or a vehicle or a ship to take us from one place to another. Remember, Paul always said to have a ship because he didn't, he wasn't told to swim across the, uh, each of those, uh, seas. Um, those that are not of God would say, oh yeah, well that's endurance. He can swim across the channel. He can swim across the Red Sea. No, that's the devil, son. Stop listening to the devil, boy. And get your eyes back on the Lord. If people think they can point by them being busy 24-7, they're not of God. I've been there. I've done it. I still struggle with that and I still do it. There's no such thing as being busy for God 24-7. It's sitting before God quietly. And God wants us to, a lot of times God waits for us to shut up so we can speak to us. So if we're scared of one, well then we may be, the, if we're the right kind of scared, God says to fear Him. When you go into His presence, you're going to know it. You're not going to be able to speak. You're not even going to be able to move. You're just going to know it. But it's a reverential fear. Picture yourself if you're standing before any of the president, past, current and past presidents. I mean, you're going to be like, like, Ooh, man, what am I supposed to say? Uh, if God wants you there, He'll put you there and He'll give you the words. And it ain't to encourage Him out there down the path that... Uh, we're going is to get his eyes back on Jesus out there if he puts before any leader like that showing them the respect and honor but not bowing down to them no matter what the government wants us to bow down to them you ever notice I dare somebody oh I've done I've done a list a little bit not to a full level I dare anybody if you got the guts Take a little bit of time, if you can find it all on the internet, and study the principles in the business outlines of the UN. UN, for the most part, is putting their focus on Europe. Then, I dare you to go in and compare Revelation, I believe it's 12, right around 11, 12, 13, I think it's, I believe it's 12, and Daniel chapter 2 and I think again in 7 I believe it is 7 uh, now 9 is when he's repenting before God and uh, for himself and for the nation of Israel for his people um, and read uh, regarding the statue that God had given first to Nebuchadnezzar and then to Daniel you'd be a little freaky and then compare some of the policies that even has been implemented in the United States. 
Now we can't see other nations, obviously we won't be able to, but we are truly blessed of God when He reveals to us that He's lining up the spirit of Antichrist's kingdom, which will reign for seven years on this earth. Well, he'll actually reign for like three and a half years. He will sit down, sit his butt down in the new temple in Jerusalem that will be built. Almighty God won't dwell in it. He's done with earthly temples. Now, he'll worship in your house. He could be there, there, but he will not dwell anymore. God cannot dwell in human-built homes. They're not big enough for him. The earth is not big. Your heaven is his throne. Earth, is, as he says in his word, is his footstool. You know, like when we, you know, like when we sit in our lazy boys. I don't have a lazy boy, but I've had one. I've sat in one. When we sit in our lazy boys out there with your, you know, um, and your feet up out there, your feet are up on like a, a movable uh, ottoman. An ottoman out there, old style, is where you may just have a uh, climbing chair a little bit, and you can put your feet up. Uh, something you put your feet up onto. You, Lord. Earth is Lord's ottoman. That's not, that's not big enough. You know, his hands formed all the universe, the stars, everything you see before us. Wake up! None of us can actually pond, stop for a minute, ponder. Every time we get up, the clouds we see, big or small. Sometimes we don't see a lot of them. Where I'm at, I don't see a lot of them um, currently. Uh, however. They're never the same. Whether you're 12 years old or you're 90 years old, you can go back, you can ponder a little bit what your memory would allow. And I guarantee you, there's never been two mornings exactly the same. Clouds in the same spot. Every morning he shows himself to us, but it's up to us. As his children, as his servants, as his friends, as he calls us in John, that we are now his friends. Those are because we desire to see him come and take us home. We should be desiring. If we're not desiring that, then we've gotten away from God, people. If we are not truly that, we're saying, well, there's still work to do. I mean, I said, no, that's, that's true. The harvest is true. But we have gotten our eyes off the Lord. Our first desire, our first goal is to want to go home. If this has become our home down here, if those possessions that you are charged over have become your home, become your dwelling place, yes, we are required to be stewards with those we have given. Stewards are temporary. They are only in our hands for a little while. They are not to stay in our hands forever. If you have something that's sitting in storage, it don't belong there. It belongs freely to be given in somebody's hand. God has been revealing all this stuff to me for years of walking with Him. To walking with Him. So if words are... To apply these scriptures with you, if the Spirit of God does not speak on His own initiative, He speaks on what He hears from Almighty God, that means that since He is dwelling in us, 
and we are in Him, in the Lord Jesus, since they are all one, there's only one God, they just have, as as I said, three areas that reveal Himself to us. Only way God can reveal Himself to us is through the Lord Jesus Christ who put on flesh, a human body, took the form of a human body. He had no physical appearance that would make Him attractive to... To women, since he came down as um, representation as a man, he had no outer appealing as he spoke through Isaiah. He gives us his word. He gives us the power of God, which is which who is the Holy Spirit supposed to be dwelling and actually supposed to be working through us. If he himself only speaks from God, then that means we have to do the same thing. And if God confirms it through the Matthew 10.27 verse, that what we, what He whispers to us in the night, God will rarely shout. When He shouts, He's angry. If you go back and look at it. Or He wants to reveal His glory or to reveal His voice. That's all we can hear. And the earth trembles as several psalms say. When the Lord speaks, the earth shakes. The earth rattles. Some people, ones that are staying attuned to God, are hearing what He's trying to say to them. Are they listening? Most of them know. they got to be hearing it from us. He gives us two ears first to listen but then he also gave us a mouth to speak those that have been been mute for a while God can open up that vocal cord and speak through it those that just quote God only speaks through one way like a donkey or he only spoke through prophets that's limiting God that's being God yourself for those, I mean, there are many examples. You know, we can all point to people that's going the same thing. But the nutshell is, you need to stop what you're doing. Get still before God, as Psalm 46 says, and hear Him and listen to Him. Stop just interceding for others, but don't stop interceding for others. From a, you know, if you want to start out, if God has you starting out that way, praising Him. Worshipping Him. Worship is not just music. That's what the devil has made the physical church here on earth into being. Thinking that's only worship God is through music. We worship God through our life. That's an extension. That's an expression of our worship and adoration for Almighty God. When we say worship by the service, and we call it just for the music, the true worship by the service is opening the Word of God. And I recently read something fair and I trembled in Almighty God's presence knowing that He was reading this very thing. And that, you know, American Christianity is saying we don't speak, we're not allowed to speak in church anymore, to speak out when something, to ask questions. We're coming together as an assembly of being. That's our church, as an assembling of believers. That's our church is supposed to be to worship God, to hear what He has put on that pastor, on that man of God, to teach us, to share with us, to edify us, to take us out. Ephesians chapter four. Not necessarily to ask questions when 
we rightly divide the whole counsel of God, which is the whole word of God, we will see in there that when his word was being read and being taught, reverences to stop and listen. So when we're in prayer, as these scriptures show, since he is whispering, we need to shut up. Now we can be so busy through the day, we have to ask God to quiet us down, to quiet our spirits, quiet our souls, so that we are able to both see Him in His through His Word and hear Him. And then we need to be going in there attentively, saying, "Lord, teach me." Our hearts and our souls and our spirits need to be saying to Almighty God, saying, "Teach me what You want me to say." Now, what housetop? That means out on the housetop. Speak it, shout it from the housetop. That means speaking in public. Young people, you are, there is no physical law on the books in the United States of America or any of the 50 states that say you cannot pray over your food. Prayer don't have to be no loud prayer. I was, remember as I shared with some of you, the main reason for me being dismissed from CMS. But they could not put that down because it is illegal to do so because of it. So they will always find it. Every one of us says none of us are perfect. A reason to get somebody out of the way when it was time to go. It's, it's awesome that it took man, ten um, fellow humans, two years. Do you able to find now? Am I boasting of myself? No, try not to. I'm boasting in Almighty God that it until it was God's timing that I depart from CMS. They could not find enough stuff to get me out because I. They, and they also could not shut me up. When you get filled with the Lord Jesus, you're going to talk about the Lord Jesus. What you're being filled with is what you're going to talk about most of the time. If not all the time. Well, we probably don't get it all the time. We're still in these fleshly bodies. We still have, you know, fleshly needs. Beyond just food. Uh, and, you know, and what kind of shelter? How does God lead us from city to city? He led Paul from the countries he went to, the regions he went to. Some of it you couldn't get there by foot. You had to take a ship. He provided access to those ships. Ship is a vessel of transport. Whether for back then it was people and goods. Probably in the same place. Even Titanic had goods on it. Possessions on it. That were not just because we know where they ended up. And they're still to this day. Well some of them have been salvaged. Which is stealing actually. But that's another lesson as the Lord gives me others. So again. Are you going to shout it? Are you going to sit before God every single day and listen to Him, worship Him, and intercede for those? We're continue interceding for our families, for the lost. But unless they're speaking, these we are supposed to be trumpets. We are supposed to be vessels shouting, proclaiming the Word of God. Romans chapter 10. We don't want to hear it. Because that means that we have to submit ourselves to Almighty God. We have to go out there. So again, pastors and preachers and ministers, 
which we're all the same, actually, because we're all ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're all appointed. Um, what is being proclaimed out of your lips? Is it the Lord Jesus 24-7? Are we speaking what He tells us? Or are we speaking what our experience what our experience is telling us? What are we speaking? Are we speaking of our businesses? Of our organizations? More than we are of Jesus Christ? He should be 100% in our conversations. What are we teaching? What is coming out of those who, those students that God is teaching to us? Is it only about Jesus and for their desire to know God in His voice? I want none of you young people to know my drone, you know, lame voice. As far as Whatever I've said that wasn't of God. Whatever I teach him. When I stand before Almighty God. As to what. I gave to you. I only wanted to be the Lord Jesus. And your des- and my desire. To be to see each and every one of you. Growing in him. And hearing his, learning to recognize his voice and hear his voice and listen to his voice and apply what he tells you to do. Recognize what his voice. Same way that you do know my voice and then you know it's me that, that's speaking as opposed to somebody else. You know, we have voice synthesizers out there that can, uh, try and disguise our voice but we know it's not real. We know the real person. So when you hear your mom and dad's voice, you don't have to be in the same room if they're calling your name. You know it's them and not a voice synthesizer. You know, a fake that voice to get you to go somewhere that you're not supposed to go. Hopefully you understand what that was. You know, what, what the meaning was there. So again, we need to be hearing. David knew the Lord's voice. That's why he was after a man after his own heart. Yeah, he chose to ignore it with regarding Bathsheba and then the murder he committed. Moses was chosen of God when he was in his 40s, but he did not. He was not allowed to go step into that ministry yet until he was in his 80s. So God is just not all using young people. God uses young and old when he has broken us. The first sign that God has blessed somebody is truly bless somebody is they are broken and when we are broken our old self is broken permanently not to be rebuilt Jeremiah 18 reminds us that God is the potter God is the one that formed us in the wombs when he brought our mother and father earthly mother and father together at that one moment whether they were physically married before man's eyes, eyes and witnesses, well, that's another teaching and another lesson and that will be dealt with them during that time out there. But when God brought them two together and created you in His womb, 
you actually were hearing his voice, but we were, you know, naturally not yet formed. He had spoke to us something that he was spoke to us the reason, and this is clear in Scripture to each and every one of us why he was putting us under first is to be in relationship to him above all other relationships. All husband and wife, mother and father, brother and sister, friends, anything, any other rela- teacher, student, boss, um, worker, whatever, all other relationships. God is our key relationship. He is our first love because He is the one that created us and formed us. He did not create us to sin. When we were physically born, we came into that nature as Adam and Eve. Because they are our first mothers. Eve means the mother of all the living, all creation, all human. Uh, that's what Eve, the name Eve means. They are our first. So actually we are technically all related to Adam and Eve. But who created them? Almighty God. But that's why Jesus suffered and died on the cross for me and for you. He reconciled us back to God. Took away our sins and all we have to do is believe. Look at Mary and Webster's, like I said earlier. Mary and Webster's dictionary even said to believe in something or someone is to trust Him. Look it up. We got access to dictionaries. You got apps out there on iPhones. Dictionary apps. Little there if you're near Wi-Fi or have signal. So again, are you going to sit before Almighty God and literally wait for Him? God will eventually lead each and every one of you into a plane. As He does me. A plane is a barren place. Not much. There's nothing around. He will strip you of everything that happens to everybody for a season. How long we are in that season depends upon how much we are like Jacob and wrestle with God. God can wrestle for years. He has the strength. We don't. We will lose it. We can be muscle. We can be these big muscle men that occasionally I see during lunchtime at 9.30 at night on ESPN. It's kind of stupid, but that's all they put on is ESPN and CNN. They're both lame and boring as crap. Uh, I haven't been able to see the couple World Series games, just see the scores flip across the screen. And I forgot what they are out there. They're big muscle men. They're just some competition for men that work out. out there. Well, women too. I've seen the women too. Where they're lift, lifting 350 pounds. That means little before God. Big deal that they can lift 325 pounds. Do they know Jesus Christ? Do they know Him? Not know of Him. Do they know God? Not just know of Him. Through religion. That's all that matters. Some of them, the, one of them won an award, you know, for when they lifted the most. I mean, you're talking guys that were lifting 350 pounds, you know, big barbells. I tell you, I couldn't even roll it. Uh, does that make me any less of a person before Almighty God? No. We are all equal in God's eyes. He's up there looking down. 
physically watching us, listening to every word. There's one scripture that says he doesn't hear our prayers when we're ascending out there. It's more so he doesn't listen to our prayers. But the prayers he listens to is the Lord Jesus, who's constantly reminding him that those that are his, though that he bought us with a price, he bought us with the shed blood of his son Jesus. So again, I know it touched upon basic things, but the nutshell is, are we going to sit before God day and night? Are we going to listen for His whisper? Get still before the Lord. Shut up after our intercessions. We're going to worship Him. Don't need to turn music on to worship. I mean, totally, absolutely still. If we're not doing that, then we're not doing God's work. We're not doing His will. God will not speak through noise. Busyness is noise. That's the devil's biggest stronghold. And we're all dwelling it. We're all guilty before Almighty God of dwelling in it. Period. Busyness is not of God. Nobody, I dare anybody, I challenge anybody, if you think it is... Send me scriptures. If not, you won't find any. I will personally guarantee you will not find any scriptures regarding busyness being of God. Being the work of God. Period. It ain't there. That will go totally against His Word. Now, you can show scriptures taken out of context. That was good at that. We can be good at it too. We've been good at it. So we need to... Whatever we're speaking throughout the day is what we've heard from God. Whatever we speak at night is what we got still before the Lord. We need to get back to that stillness. Love you. Father God, I pray in Jesus' name, Father God, I pray for me, Father God, that we get back to that place where... We are sitting before you, and we thank you for those plain times, for those desolate times, Father God, when you reveal in us and you do a deep work in us, Father God, and you prepare us and you equip in us for each of our ministries before you, Father God. Uh, Father God, will you help us to continue to be servants to you, obedient servants in your ministry of reconciliation when we speak only what we are hearing from you and not of our own initiative Father God Father God we you enable the Holy Spirit to speak through us and work in us freely Father God remove any hindrances from that Father God will you let your voice be ever so clear amongst your people now as ever before Father God forgive us for our sins forgive me for my sins Father God forgive me uh, for all those sins that I've yet to uh, been realized, clearly realized and repented of, Father God, I do it right here now, Father God. I pray that the same for them, Father God, that you will bring each one of these hearers, Father God, into repentance before you and, into, uh, and back into um, right standing before you, Father God. I pray that your voice be ever more clear, whether you are shouting before the world and shaking the earth, making sure nothing is attached to us because this is not our home may we desire more than any other season of our life any other thing in our life to go home 
and be with you forevermore. Again, let us clearly hear your voice and let us hear uh, get our marching orders each and every day in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy time. Bless you all.